0: You know, and it, I don't it, feels feel like like it feels like they're untouchable you know, in a way. Exactly. But then you, like, as you referenced at the time, maybe people weren't looking at them that way either. Yeah. You know, when Bosco was just like. They just seemed like a normal dude or something. Yeah, like, even oh, the last, what, a year, year of his life, like he, ju- he was almost like back to being homeless. Like people wasn't really fucking with him like that. hmm You know? Um, but now it's like, there's like, you know,
1: um, it's urban outfitters. Basquiat collaborations I I hate to say I bought that a couple years ago but it's sad it's sad that I don't know in in a way like I'd rather be famous before I die than like a Basquiat or Van Gogh. where it's like I mean sure Basquiat got the acclaim before he died but Van Gogh, um apparently he was he had he had no light no one knew about him and then and and then when he died he just became famous after that that's, that's so sad. Like, he, was, would you, like, he
0: literally was, cr- because of how people used to kind of like just shit on him, he, he, he went crazy at the end.
1: Really? So I didn't see that movie. So like what happens? His, he cut his ear. I didn't see
0: the movie yet. Um, but I, I think it's up for an Oscar.
1: Did he you cut see his it? ear? you say he cut was his ear good? off?
0: Yeah.
1: Okay, I'm not going to lie. It's really hard to conversate with people who aren't on microphones because oh, they can't hear. Sorry. So we'd have oh, to like translate yeah. it. Um, um, but he, he cut his ear off. But see, that's so sad. Like he lived this desperate life. And do you, would you be okay with that? Like if that happened yeah, to you? I
0: don't I don't give a fuck about.
1: Really? You know, it's like I like the idea. I like
0: for me the like the like conceiving the idea, creating, researching, that's the part that I like. The after part isn't really my vibe. So mm-hmm. I I really super loved everyone that came to the opening reception. Um, everyone that came to the gallery. And and I love the the response. But I'm not tied to that
1: response. But what if no one came?
0: I would have been the same, the exact same. There's nothing because I enjoy the idea and the process of creating the idea. And then once I put it out there, I really don't care about the idea anymore. Mm. So I don't I don't create with any like uh, external need for stimulation. I only create for what I have to create. It's just like breathing for me. It's like something that I have to do. So after it's done, it's like an exhale.
1: Yeah, uh, I put it out there. It's
0: gone. Yes, it's gone. Take so it. how, you, if, if you can take yeah. something from it and you enjoy it, that's amazing. If not, cool as well. So mm-hmm. I'm not really uh, looking for anything. I'm not looking for, oh, this is what, you know, I need people to know, you know.
1: So you're not deleting this. a post that doesn't perform well. No, no.
0: <laughs> but again, this has all been a progression. So I don't yeah. want it to, to seem like, I'm, you know, whatever. This has been a this has been a progression of me analyzing. Like I used to use the tags, the
1: hashtags, and stuff like that. So how long you see, you mentioned that you're now full time freelance, which is congrats, to you. That's insanely you. impressive. Yeah. How long have you been doing that for? Three years. Three years. Yeah. Wow. And so how how has that? I don't want to say how it's been going, but like it seems it seems like the business part would have been hard for you. <laughs> I mean, it's hard um, for anyone, but like it seems like for someone who's so Heady about things, and, and, and something that I've seen about my other artist friends who are way more heady than maybe either of us combined. It's like the business part they just don't get. And I'm like, dang, it sucks because I don't, sorry, You're good. I, I don't, it's, it's scary in a way. But you've, you've, you've it seems you figured out to do to be in it three years. It's
0: yeah. So I was, I was at work. Both my parents are entrepreneurs. My okay. dad is from uh, Guyana. Oh, so uh, you got that
1: business side, mean. yeah.
0: So they, you know, like being able to just pick us up you know, from school for doctor's appointment or come to my basketball games or whatever, like, Mm -hmm. you know, just from having that, that freedom, like that was drilled into me. So my dad's been kind of drilling, you know, um, that into me for a long time. So it's all I know. So you, so you, what would, what did your parents do for me asking you? Uh, My dad has a construction company. Um, so my dad came to this country, like when he was 17, just by himself. Wow. Um, and lived in New York for years and has, my dad has never had a boss or regular job. He's all, he had a store and, uh, you know, started other businesses and, and has had his construction business since the nineties and they do super well. Um, so it wasn't, it just wasn't put in to me to like, to work for someone. And I don't think that is necessarily wrong to work for anyone. Um, but just my personal, I can't, I just can't
1: do it. So um, but there must have been a time when you were.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I, I did. Uh, I I was. Uh, I was in sales for the majority of like my work life. So the last time that I I worked, last time I worked a job, I was twenty three.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I was twenty three. So I got fired from that job for being too passionate about photography, and um, I kind of had a crossroads like. I had a job offer from living social, um, cause it was a thing back then. Uh, and, uh, was, I just had a, what was living social living social was like, it's like Groupon.
1: Okay. But okay. like
0: what it like experiences and stuff.
1: Okay. Um,
0: so I had a, a choice to like go work for them or to like pursue my photography for, like, and videography at the time, like full time. And I, I went that route. What was that break for you that kind of said you could pursue it? What was it? Well, I got fired. I didn't have a choice. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, like, I was like, I got fired. It was like, right, it was like Halloween. And um, again, I just kind of had that choice of, of going, you know, working for Living Social. And I, in my mind, I'm just like, man, I'll have to get I'm, on a train. That must and, have been
1: kind of scary for you, though.
0: Yeah, I guess. But I, I also kind of don't have a good analysis of risk. Mm. it just doesn't risk doesn't like seem like a thing for me only because like what is the worst that can possibly happen i'm not gonna die you know i'm not gonna go to jail so i, I can gotta, figure it
1: out i got a friend's cr- couch you could crash on and yeah, shit hit, I, really yeah. I mean my parents
0: like love me so yeah. you know if anything happened like i can you know still i guess in theory like i won't be on the street yeah you know um for sure like my dad definitely would if i had like he would definitely be like yo you know you need to
1: you need to like get a job or something. Yeah. You know, but I'm not going to end up on the street. So what what were some of like the early jobs you were getting when, when you were like taking that seriously and you were just in, when I guess when your passion got you fired, I guess maybe you're at work doing it, which I think happens to a lot of people. Yeah. You're at work. You spent all your time editing, managing clients and stuff. <laughs> what kind of work were you doing then? Was that, cause you said you were doing a lot of street photography. Was it the video jobs or what was it?
0: So no, I was, I was, um, a sales, like, so I'd, I managed a sales region for a company called Progenics, which is a, a protein company. Yeah. Um, so we would, um, we would, it was specific to the CrossFit market. So I'll, I'm also like i uh, I'm also a uh, certified CrossFit coach and Olympic, like weightlifting coach.
1: No way. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah.
0: Um, so at the time I was like super kind of into that. And so I worked for a protein company and I managed a region. So we didn't have like an office. Our offices were in Utah. So basically my job was from Pennsylvania through North Carolina. If you owned a gym, I was like your, your sales contact.
1: You go in there, you hey, carry our products. Yeah.
0: You buy wholesale, sell it back to your members mm-hmm. at retail. Um, so I did that. So it was flexible. So that's how I was like, I, you know, I'd, I'd go visit a gym. You know, I would drive down to Charlotte and be visiting gyms, but I also would You know, walk to from a gym to another gym. That must have been painful
1: for you, though. Or, or was it? Yeah,
0: for sure, hundred percent. It was super painful. It was, it was kind of just feeling like I knew I was different than every all like the other sales colleagues. Um, I just knew I was a little different. I knew that that you know um, they would like have jokes about like how my Instagram looked or like. 'd be we'd be at a retreat, not stop and like take a random picture of like a tree and they blow like, out oh, there's Pierre again taking hair. Oh, yeah. so it was that type of situation and um, you know, to be honest, I deserve to be fired like my sales numbers were some shit so <laughs> I didn't um, you know I'm not I'm still cool with all those guys um so shout out to progenics and uh but yeah, so I mean, from there it was it was I had a talk with the CEO and he was completely real with me, um, Ryan Page, and he was just like, man, you know, you you should go off and like do your photography, like really, Whoa. yeah, you should like go. He's like, you, you'll you know make more in and then one
1: shoot than you do here. So so how that um, how was that when you first?
0: I was mad at first, like when yeah you know like you get fired right before the holidays. I got rent to pay. This that sucks. You know, so um, I was mad at first, but then again, just my. Kind of like natural chillness and, and also, I guess, a little bit, of, uh, little bit of confidence or cockiness, depending on who you're talking to, uh, kind of took over. And I'm like, well, fuck, I'm going to make so, it work.
1: So you got fired during the holidays. You're sitting there. Like, how did you start making
0: money off that? So I already had been, like, working. Mm-hmm. I'd already been, um, so Rock Creek Social Club, uh, Scooty and, and Jerome were, like, the first people to, like, really give me a chance. Um, so I'd already been kind of working with them on on like their events, shooting their events, this, ah, that. Yeah. And okay. then kind of meeting people through them. So I kind of already was was in that space and was just like towards cold that. turkey. No, it wasn't cold turkey. Um, so I remember which comes full circle. But I remember my first gig after going completely freelance was at Union Market. That's ironic. Yeah. So they had the Lab 1270 pop up. And, um, I got hired to do the video recap of it.
1: And yeah, so. It's ironic that you had your exhibit, your first exhibition yeah. there too, where I you those guys. essentially started and then where you, yeah. where you are now.
0: Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's just, you know, it's been, it's been about just trying to create at a, a high level. And I really honestly feel like if you do that, like you'll be fine. hmm Cause I don't do any outbound on the business side. Like I don't do any outbound or anything. It's just all word of mouth. And you know, I work with, you know, the Hirshhorn Smithsonian. I work with, um, you know, obviously like union market and and just everybody.
1: Those are some awesome clients by the way. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's cool. You don't have to do any, like outbound marketing, Facebook no. ads, or anything like that. No. It's like it all just sort of happens because they like your original creative vision.
0: Yeah, just word of mouth. Mm-hmm. If you, that's why you should always try to over deliver on the client like side. You should if you over deliver, like they will talk
1: to I've, other people. I've heard about a lot of that. A lot that strategy, a lot too, is is over deliver. You know, before deadline and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, like that will get you more clients hundred percent of the time. Yeah.
0: So coming from that sales background, I was, I was already in a pretty like um, intense, like an intense um, atmosphere. Like, so I was used to it. It's just mm. intensity. Like, yo, like you got to hit your numbers. Like they pushed, you know, Ryan and, and Ryan Page, Paul Gomez, uh, Paul Gomez was one of the people who started Hurley. So he was like the marketing director at Progenics and they really built a culture um, so they were they were accomplished and they knew kind of like what they wanted. So they pushed us hard. And coming from that to like going freelance was a perfect transition. Mm. <clears throat> so, you know, people would be super surprised at my turnaround times. And I'm just like, well, I, I'm literally full time freelance. So I should be able to get a video back to you in 48 business hours. Wow. Yeah. And you still do that? No. <laughs> no. Before. Yeah. Like, no, now, no, it takes a little longer. We're probably
1: doing a lot more, I guess, too, on it now.
0: Um, Not necessarily more, but just the projects are a little more um, uh, expansive, a little bit more like, you know, just more.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, bigger ideas. Bigger ideas. More work, more more days, more more editing, more footage. Yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. More footage and, and, and more of a I need to really think about how I'm telling the story versus, you know, doing something for Jameson, which is just like, you know. Showing them that people at that pop up that they did were dancing and having fun.
1: Wow, Jameson, so fun! Yeah, it, it makes drinking look cool, right. okay? Yeah, baby, yeah.
0: right? Right, stuff like that, yeah, for sure. I like Jameson, no, I like whiskey, yeah, whiskey guy. I just started drinking like two years ago, year and a half.
1: Wait, you're telling me you've never drank before that?
0: Uh, I, I mean. Or are you just forget like fucked up. Uh, nah no. Nah, I, I got super drunk when I turned 21. Uh but then after that I was like, it just wasn't ever my thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you feel about weed? I love weed. Does that in,
1: in creatively inspire you a lot?
0: Um I don't know if it creatively inspires me. I think weed for me, um weed for me, like my mind relaxes a little bit. Like mm. it's not going so crazy. And it allows kind of more free-flowing thought. Um, but it's horrible for execution in my personal experience. So I, I become, <laughs> I always say I just become the laziest version of myself just within that. Do yeah, I agree with you. With totally within agree. that. And I know a lot of people like hate for that because it's like that negative connotation. But that's just personally for me. Um, I, when I smoke, I like to just relax and I like to, you know, uh, talk a lot <laughs> i like to um you know watch movies listen to music like i like to think um but that's where it kind of stops like i don't want to do anything else
1: yeah you don't want to have to go out and film that video no and, like yeah, get all energized no. and, and have yeah, to talk yeah, to no. people you're just like no. oh. it, no. it, that's how i kind of feel about it too it's more of like an in-store thing where i want to do it at night <laughs> yeah. after i finish my after yep. i finish my shit yes after just you finish everything like, you gotta do have a little have a little smoke yeah. and just relax you yeah. know because I, I i don't know if you work out anymore but i work out you know, yeah. a couple times a week just because yeah. i like it, it makes me it feel good it makes right. my brain feel good yep and man a little bit of weed just makes it feel yeah. so good and sometimes yeah. i i almost feel like i need that release like yeah. just that mental switch yeah. to just that's what it is for me get lost in some weird yeah. sauce find some weird inspiration right yeah i work out too much but you work out too? Yeah. Nice, man. I don't meet many artists who do work out. Yeah, a lot. Are, are you doing CrossFit? <laughs> um, I, so it
0: depends. I kind of like, uh, I guess, natural to, to everything that you've known of me after this conversation, I like to experiment. So I do like, um, right now I'm doing kind of like a bodybuilding type cardio acceleration program where, you know, you do a certain set of reps and then in between that set, you're doing some type of cardio acceleration for a minute, whether that be no jumping jacks or sprints or um, heavy bag work or stuff like that. So I also do a little uh, MMA as well. Whoa!
1: Yeah. How long have you been MMA for? That's crazy.
0: Um, so I started with jits, uh, jitsu. When was that? That had to God be. forbid
1: someone tells you the wrong thing about your work, you can put them in a freaking <laughs> headlock on the ground and roll with them and just 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 completely yeah. destroy them. Jesus, uh, no,
0: no, don't look at my girlfriend though. Why? that side comes up with her. Yeah. Don't master, You're, her. Don't master You're about her. to yeah. catch a, uh, arm bar in the yeah, ground. For sure. For sure. No, but yeah. So, um, so yeah, I think, I think weed for me is, is that it's just more of the, the relaxing, just chilling. And then when it comes to time to execute, like,
1: um, I can't, that, that's a lot of balance that you have there. It's like, do The I? physical, the mental, and yeah. then like the art. It's like I, I sometimes I feel like too much of one can be a bad thing. Like yeah. if, if you're just pure heady artist yeah. and you don't exercise your physical, I feel like there's a lot of yin and yang to that. That's when you just start taking yourself too seriously. Like, oh, I'm just some soft
0: creative person. Yeah, no, it doesn't work like that. It it's, it's to me it, it's just about being realistic. And again, like my kind of I guess mission statement of like art isn't exclusive, it's inclusive. I think Again, mm-hmm. if, if you're just because these are pitfalls that I fell in. So through my journey, just thinking, okay, cool. Well, you know, like I'm not the type to get up and just, you know, smoke and, and, and sit there and throw, you know, paint at a, you know, <laughs> at a canvas and, you know, that's just, and have a messy like house and this, that that's just not me, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I just thought that, that, that excluded me from being an artist or this, and that's not true. Um, There's a good book that I have called the the Artist Studio, and that's really interesting. You say that, yeah.
1: You you, that's interesting. That that's a really quick point. I almost missed that. You almost feel like you're not a full artist if you're not fully past that edge that we said that kind of feels weird. You know, like you kind of feel like if you're not one hundred percent in it, starving yeah don't work out the physical then you're not a real artist right but it's not true fuck that like i i can't worry about my bills and have a clean place and all this what's this book you're about to talk about
0: um the artist studio the artist studio is a great book and what it does is it like it they went and photographed a whole ton of different artists ton of different mediums and a short interview um of them their space and kind of their process and that book is great and that book was eye-opening for me because i learned that like wow, like a lot of these artists wake up early. A lot of these artists go work out. A lot of these artists and it's a process. So there's a process to everything. So it's not, it didn't just happen. And I, so I took kind of my process in my business where it's like, okay, cool. We sit down, we have a consultation. You tell me the story you're trying to tell. And then I kind of can figure out like, what's the best way visually to show that. And I put that towards the creative part as well, the art part as well. So there's a process to coming up with an idea. And if you can understand that process and enjoy that process and research about that process, then, you know, um, in theory, you can create ideas on demand, which if you are a freelance creative that works with companies, whether that's full-time, part-time, whatever, then that's what you have to do. Essentially,
1: you have you're to. You're always the, you're the idea guy. You have to have something. Here's your idea for this product. What do you got? Yeah. Uh, Look at Mad Men. I actually never really saw that no. show. Yeah, I,
0: it's uh, it's a good show. It gets weird at the at the like the the later seasons. But but, but what about Mad Men? So they literally had to come come up with a pitch. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's ad agency. So it's like you know you have to come up with an idea and a pitch like this. You know, and that's what people come and pay you for. So. Looking at that, like that being kind of my my introduction to kind of really really creating, you know, through that process I started to realize like the better that I got th- when I would go in these rooms, people would be oh you know he's so creative this that and but I never felt it because I still kind of had that stigma of artist is this mm. you know and that's just not true so again. Realizing that we all have our own perspective and our, our own way that we've, like, you're the only person that's, that's lived your life. Exactly. The only person in the whole world, billions of people, and you're the only person that's lived your life. So, why do you expect that you should be like A, B, C, D? Why should
1: your path have to look like theirs? It, why is your timing it's literally have to impossible. look like theirs?
0: Like, literally impossible. Like, literally. Like, there's not a possibility in which you've lived the same life as someone else. Mm-hmm. So that means that that should liberate you to, to understand, okay, cool. You can be this person that's into, you know, UFC,
1: but also into art at the same time. Yeah. Being, being into UFC does not make you not an artist. Exactly. And and I think that's a really interesting thing to say, Mm -hmm. because I feel like so many times it leans to one side. Like, like when I described you earlier as just going home and being like, Oh, I'm, I'm creating, I'm (laughs) always inspiration. Like, right. It, it's, not, it's, so, it's so not true, and you don't have to be that. It's okay to be clean. It's okay to pay your bill. It's okay to have health insurance yeah. and to do all these things. Yeah. It, that doesn't make you not an artist. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, it doesn't. You make you an artist. If you create, you're an artist. So, see, we, we got to like, break down those walls and stop thinking that you can't take inspiration from an uh, NBA game. That you can't take inspiration from whatever.
1: Like I, th- you I think have sometimes to, people get hung up on the whole full-time, part-time artist, too. Like, a lot of times yeah. people feel like, oh, if you're not full-time artist, then you're not really doing it. You're, you're yeah. half-assing it.
0: No, nah, I don't think so. I think, um, uh, shout out to Brian fresco.
1: I've heard that name before. Yeah,
0: he's a photographer. Um, that's my boy. He We had a conversation a couple months back, and he had went, um, he, I don't want to tell his story, but yeah. he he had went... Uh, full-time freelance for a certain amount of time and then uh, if I can remember correctly he decided that he actually didn't enjoy that um that he actually would like to kind of have a bit a mix of both worlds and that's fine that's self-awareness exactly so you have to be self-aware and that again goes back to being from in out so mm-hmm. you know what your capabilities are my capabilities don't involve me working for anyone I just can't do it I can't I cannot do it it's just like you just so, taking orders, or you feel like you. No, it's just I. I need like it's got to be a collaboration. It's mm-hmm. got to be okay. Like you understand that you're bringing me in for X, Y, Z. So although you may have an idea of
1: what you want this video to look like, I am the professional in the sense of this is what I do on a daily basis. You're not telling me to wake up at nine a.m. every day, no. come in Monday through Monday through Friday. Yeah, no. It's it's no sure you're working for someone, but not in that traditional sense. Exactly. Ownership of you in a weird way. Exactly. Yeah. So where they can tell you to wake up at this time yeah. and to do this and, and to meet these numbers. Yeah. I
0: just, I need to have control of my destiny. I need to have control of kind of uh, my work output and and the direct relation f- between work output and, you know, compensation on that side. Um, if you, on your freelance side, if, you're, if you put in work, you will make money. Mm-hmm. It's just, it is what it is. Like if you put in work, you will make money. If you find. So, so you're
1: saying that like if you just create with all your heart, but that sounds so cheesy, but if you just create like good stuff, then it'll come to you.
0: hundred percent. A hundred percent. You know, obviously there's caveats there. There's things that you need to do, whether that be, you know, to meet certain people, to get hooked up with certain people. I have amazing like support system of uh, brothers and sisters who recommend me, who I can go to and, and
1: kind of acts about this, that, you know. Um, so why stay in DC? Do you feel like you'll, gas out of this place or do you what's your opinion because i feel like a lot of people feel that dc doesn't have that thing for them and i don't know if you want notoriety or if if you want fame if you want to reach the upper echelons of artistry now that it doesn't happen in dc but it just seems like it's so natural for people to not find that here where do you where do you find where do you live on that coin like what's your opinion on that? that's
0: another cool thing that people say is is that oh dc this dc that Mm -hmm. um I I think that it depends on what your goal is and what you are trying to create. For me, it's about being able to being able to be independent. So if you take the concept of an independent music artist, mm-hmm. um, if you take the music out, that's the concept that I kind of like think of myself as is the independent artist, where you know, I can pay for my exhibition, I can put it on. I can produce it, uh, produce the event or the opening event. I can kind of like one-stop shop. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I'm thinking like that, then that means it doesn't matter where I am in a sense, mm-hmm. right? DC has enough people who are interested in art, and I think my exhibition showed that. Um, we had over 350 people in the opening reception, like 750 Whoa, RSVPs. Dude, it was packed. Yeah, it was pretty packed. So I, it shows that there are people who are interested in in art. Mm-hmm. I mean we have some of the best art museums in the world here at the Hirshhorn, you know we do yeah um, yeah we have, we have, yeah, yeah, some we have the some great, yeah, some great stuff. So people are interested. It's just that I think that the bar is very low in d c so it's it's very it, it's very low is where people kind of just do what is easy for them to do instead of just taking that extra time to be thoughtful and maybe risking a little bit more so that so that their creations are being seen in the way that they should be. So you're saying it doesn't depend on location, essentially. Nah, it doesn't matter if you're in nah, D.C., or if you're in New the, York, if you're in L.A. So that rolls into the pros of the digital world, is that it brings everything and makes everything smaller. So if you're creating high-level art, whatever, then, you know, um, you can be seen online. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like my boys... Um, my boy's at Die Starts Monday. Shout out to Davin. Um, he's created
1: several brands. Dude, I have so much respect for that whole camp of people. Yeah. Die Starts Monday, the Rock Street, uh, Rock Creek Social Club, yeah. Uncle Scooby and all them. I became aware of them because of you. I kind of just went down this rabbit hole of following yeah. people. I was like, I was like, whoa, these are the people in D.C. who are putting on all the cool oh, shit. Oh, 100%. And I went down that rabbit hole and I was like, and I've been following Davin a lot. I'm like, this yeah. guy's just killing it. Davin is incredible. I'm like, oh. you got to get him on here. I really would love to yeah. have him on here. Like, yeah, I'll uh, talk to him. That'd be great. I'm also going to be hopefully meeting him at an event in like a week or two. Okay. But if you could talk, to him, that'd be a great What man. event? I, uh, it's, some, it's called the Digilog.
0: Okay. I think it's he is, here?
1: Yeah, it's in okay. DC. It's going to be at a WeWork in there. it's like a creative sort of thing. Oh, okay. Cool, at, cool, but cool. if you could hit him up for me, I mean, I can also DM, sure. but I would love to connect. For sure. He is someone who I think um, is really putting on for the city yeah. or even putting on for himself.
0: Yeah, he's just a smart dude. And yeah. he, so he's been able to create these brands, you know, essentially like from DC. And even put on these pop-up events, like these pop-up shops that are super conceptual and outside of the norm of what people normally do. Mm-hmm. And that has kind of raised some sort of culture in, in the city around fashion. Um, and then being able to kind of take that and go on the road, they just had a, a pop-up at Patron of the New. Um, in New York. In New York, yeah. Uh, you know, which is highly respected. Store, during, during fashion week during fashion week so shout out my boys man they're working um so yeah i just i don't think you can't use excuses you can't use excuses and you can't appropriate someone else's decisions on to yourself so if i know someone who's a creative here who it may not have been hitting for them but then they go to la and they just blow up um that doesn't mean that's the best for me it just means that that was their path mm. you know um so that's good for them And there are other people whose path, you know, may be to stay here and to create here. And, you know, so a lot of times, like for me, it's just about how how the energy feels and and where I feel like I'm being led. And, you know, who knows if I'll end up in L.A. or wherever, then, you know, that will be the choice that is right for us at that time. But I'm damn sure not going to allow the whole like dc this dc doesn't have a creative whatever like to stop me from creating because even if it was just me and you in the gallery again i'm cool because i did it you know what i'm saying i made it
1: so it, it i kind of asked that in, in that question in a selfish way too because i feel like i've kind of hit this point in my career and i'd love your insight on this where i want to shoot fashion i want to shoot like fashion editorials right. and i feel like i can't find that work in dc yeah. like i find it but it's not there's no fashion industry here. Right. And so I, I, in a way, I'm kind of at this mental dilemma where I'm like, should I just move to New York where it actually is? And that's right. something that you don't deal with as a videographer because right. videography can be anything. The, yeah. the videography industry is everywhere. In, yeah. that, in that sense, the world is flat. right? You know, and that's an interesting concept I learned in college. It's like the world is flat because of the digital age. Right. You know, we can Skype, FaceTime, do anything at any yeah. time with anyone. And yeah. so because of that, it levels the playing field for everyone yeah. in the world, which means that now you're competing with everyone on a global scale. Right. But you know, back to my selfish point of that question is that like I ask that because, and I feel like some people who are creatives in the city in the scene is like, is that an excuse for me to be like, the fashion's in not in DC, it's in New York. Should I just be in New York?
0: I don't. I don't. I wouldn't say it's an excuse, but you're presenting a problem and not a solution. Mm. So if you have a problem, it's either you just have to figure out what the solution is. So. Whether the solution is okay for, you know, six months, I'm going to save up and move to New York. That's your solution. Or I'm going to attack it where, cool, I want to do these big, these big fashion shoots. So I am going to, you know, um, I'm going to do my own pools. I'm going to, you know, get a credit card and I'm going to go to Nordstrom and I'm going to buy a whole bunch of clothes. I'm going to find a model. I'm going to pay them out of pocket and I'm going to create this shoot. And then I'm going to just go take the clothes back. Mm-hmm. And get my money back, and then maybe your your full investment. Maybe I don't know how much you'd have to pay the model, but let's say two fifty or whatever. But you have the, these images that you can then kind of like put out into the world and see how the world kind of receives them. Or you can create, start to create decks and send it off to brands. Um, you can start to try to do collaborations where you say you'll you know shoot the stuff for free in exchange for a tag or, or this or or exchange for an opportunity to do another shoot. So for me, it's about creative problem solving because the problems are always going to be there and anywhere you go. So it's like the problem now is that there's no creative industry or there's no fashion industry in D.C. But then when you go to New York or L.A., there's a a robust fashion infrastructure in both those cities, but everyone is there trying to shoot as well. Very true. So the idea of the the idea of the rapper from Houston or you know, Chicago or Miami that has the whole city behind them and then goes to LA or and then goes to New York is way more powerful than the rapper who just goes there and doesn't have a following at all. Very true. So I always kind of thought about like body your city. You know what I'm saying? Like like be that person in your city for whatever you do, and opportunities will come for sure.
1: That's been a lot of my motto for is like I want DC to fuck with me before yeah. before I anything else. I, I always wanted DC to fuck with me first. Right. That way, it's like you almost build your fan club And And I think me telling you this, like this weird problem about myself, right. I think a lot of other artists can relate to that. 100%. And I meet so many people who are like, I just need more clients. I just need more yeah. of this. I just need more of that. I don't know if the work is here. Is a solution moving? And so I think talking about it is, there's probably, it's probably gonna help so many people who just listen to what you just said. And that was, that was epic. Like, it, <laughs> it, it essentially, you're essentially saying that, like, it's not so much your location, it's, it's the way you're creatively solving your problems.
0: Yeah. You just you know? gotta work. You just gotta work. Work. If you, if you fall in love with, like, the process, of working, everything else would take care of itself. You fall in love with the process of creating, everything will take care of itself. You know, there's, um, I'm just going to keep shouting out our talent because we do, there's man. so much talent here. There's uh, Cam Hicks. Shout out to Cam. Cam was here and he would do all these like high level. Um, I can't remember what, the, what his site was called. Um, man. But anyways, Cam Hicks. He started here, he was from Virginia, and he would just do all these crazy good editorials. Mm -hmm. Like, just started doing them, started creative directing these shoots and and shooting himself and modeling himself. And he was doing all this great work, and he left and and went to New York, and then everything blew up for him. You know, um, he's working with Off-White now. Wow. Um, With Virgil, all that. like, And he's super talented. But while he was here... He was doing the same thing, literally. Like, he was doing this as what he's doing now for Virgil and them, he was doing here the same thing with the same intent, with the same eye, with the same thoughtfulness. And, you know, his, his path took him to New York, and obviously it worked because I feel like, you know, overnight, you know, it, it went to where it is now, which he's you know working at a super high level, but That's at the super, same point yeah. of time, like I don't think I could ever remember him saying while he was here, like, you know, I hate it here, da, 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 da. like mm. he was still doing it here, still linking up with people here, um,
1: creating. So, I, was it, so he was like summoned to New York or just kind of led him there?
0: Uh, I'm not sure, I think, I think he just decided to move. I'm not yeah. sure, um, but yeah, so you know, I think That's interesting, yeah, I, sh- I think that whatever, like, if you feel a deep
1: alliance to dc then don't leave mm. if you don't fuck it leave that's a common <laughs> thought that i think a lot of people get salty guys that when someone is doing something in dc and they go somewhere else and then they, they kind of forget about dc that's that's like a thing i why i don't know that this is just something that i've heard from a lot is that people i've heard people get upset that when someone is in dc uh and they're from dc like they, they feel like they're too big and they leave the city and then they get salty about that
0: People get salty about everything.
1: I can't worry about that. You
0: just got like a, you know. I get it. I definitely get it. But
1: at Okay, the... okay. Let me let me let me let me use this example. Mm-hmm. So um I recently did a shoot for this this girl that um works in here, she makes these awesome jackets, right? Ooh. I saw her jackets, I was like, yo, I want to do a shoot with your jackets. Right. I did a whole show. I did a whole editorial, it was amazing. I brought in a model. Yep. I brought in a stylist, this whole nine yards. I did the shoot. It was great. It was, it was probably some my best work yet, my best uh, fashion editorial work yet. I'm at a fashion show, and uh, I see this girl wearing one of her jackets, and I mm. walk, walk up to her, and I'm like, yo, I was like, I love the jacket. Is that from Lou? She's like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. She's like, she's like, oh, you did that shoot with her. And I was like, yeah, she's like, yo, I love that work. I was like, hey, thank you so much. I was like, I, I really liked doing it, too. I felt like I did justice for her work, for her jackets. Right. And then she told me that, she was like, a lot of people were upset by that shoot. And I was like, what do you mean? She was, people were upset that Lou, the person from DC used a Hispanic model that wasn't like a black model, that it wasn't, um,
0: is Lou black.
1: Yes. Like they, like it was, it was, it was a thought that felt very like, like it's a very digressive thought. Like, how dare you do this? Like, how dare you use another model when you're trying to level this up? And it, it that was very shocking What's to me. What's the
0: story of her brand?
1: Is there, there's a story of her brand? I don't know, but I remember, th- I just, I just remember this, ex- this experience feeling very like, whoa, like I had no idea this was a factor of right. that. Like, I, I had- think
0: it just, it depends on like what your story is. So if her story is very, I don't know, Afrocentric or whatever, mm-hmm. then I can see maybe where people will be confused. I'm not, I'm not condoning the, the, Judgment behind that, but that just is what it is. Um, I'm black. If you didn't see, dude, you are. So like, any, of, of course, dude. Yeah, anything that I do is going to be from that perspective. True. True. So if I, I do have some some ideas that are kind of racially motivated from like my perspective as a young black man in a society, but then I have ideas that have nothing to do with that. Mm. So it's just, I mean, it we. I just feel like we got to stop that. You know, we, we have to stop that. I think, you know, as minorities in general, I think that's how, that's how we can be held back is by automatically just, again, projecting what you feel like someone should do onto them because you may have had a very, very intimate experience with your race. Like you may have had a, a time where, you know, you felt the injustice of being black mm-hmm. and that is your unique perspective. And that perspective can motivate you to create from that place. But if someone else have not, has not had that experience, how in the world can they create from that space? How can you expect them to create from that space? So you just have to understand that. They are that, so they they're black. So anything that they create is like that is that's good. It's good. It's good to see a black person do anything or a minority do anything, right? Hundred percent. But you can't you can't expect that person to you you, know, you just can't expect that person to be that way. I, Kendrick Lamar is one of my favorite artists, and you know you can hear his conviction in his music. Like, you can hear that he thinks about injustice. Same with J. Cole. You can hear that, and that's their thing. Mm-hmm. But that, to me, that doesn't take away from anyone else who's creating, and they just may make the best love songs, mm-hmm. like Daniel Caesar or someone. You know, like, it just, like, he is creating from his experience being probably a, a pretty, like, open to, like, romance and love type of guy but I'm not going to be mad at him for not creating a um, a redemption song by Molly's like that. It was, it's different. So to me, I just, again, it's just me from my super kind of analytical spaces. You just, you can't be upset at people for doing what they feel natural to them. 100%. As long as it's not infringing on like on you or someone else, you know, you just can't, you can't get caught up in that. You can't, you, you just can't get
1: caught up in that. I, dude, you, you summed that up way better than I ever could. That was amazing. Jesus. I think you just a round of applause for that. That was great.
0: Yeah, man. I, like, I, I'm in my head a lot, and I think, um, you know, my dad being Guyanese and my family being Guyanese and me being Guyanese and, and what that means to, to mm-hmm. literally be first generation, like, I've thought about that a lot. And I've thought about the rich culture of Guyana and I've thought about like growing up, you know, eating, you know, roadie and, and curry and, and jerk chicken and, you know, listening to some of uh the that's who best you are, that game music. That's your inspiration. That's, who I am. That's, that's, that's what makes you US you, makes you unique and That's that, who I am. Yeah. But I may not have a gallery where I'm playing, you know, Bob Marley or or whoever. Yeah, no one should be upset
1: at you that you're not selling roti. No, at your Yeah, exactly. Your it
0: just doesn't it's not what I'm supposed to do. So
1: that's interesting that you're first generation and that there was no pressure for you to be a doctor or be a lawyer. I mean, I, 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 I talk to a lot of artists who that is the very that is the most insane pressure is that they're first generation and their parents are like, You better do something safe. You better go to college. This artist thing is bullshit. Like and I mean, dude, that's a really unique, like rare story I have a, I hear from you is that your dad was an entrepreneur and that kind of kind of encourages it and yet you kind of saw that. My only pressure
0: from them was to be Mm self-sufficient.
1: So to be able to
0: pay rent, to be able to take care of myself, to be able to be an adult, Mm -hmm. that was the only pressure is to be self-sufficient. So like they did let me know that anything was possible, you know? Um, So I I was just a normal kid, just played, you know, played basketball, played sports and uh, had a a vivid imagination. And uh, I wasn't like a prodigy or anything like that, but I was exposed to a lot of different like, my mom was buying me opera CDs in third grade. Um, and she was young, too. Like, she had I me when she was 20. Whoa. Yeah, so she, you know, I was exposed to to a lot. And I was exposed to, you know, kind of like the, the juxtaposition of being both. You know, like, the memes get you a man that can do mo- both. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> like, you know, like, I was exposed to, to, to a lot. And, you know from there i just kind of realized that man you don't have to be one thing cuz you all you feel conflicted all the time like there's you who you are in front of this group of people there's who you are in front of this group of people this that and the third and it may you may feel confl- conflicted but i don't think you should mm-hmm. i think that that's just you like we're all multifaceted humans we aren't just one thing but the digital world makes the world so much smaller that if i'm able to get on Instagram and see how every other videographer posts. then I feel the pressure to be like, okay, cool. Well, uh, you know, I need to feel valid. So I need to, to
1: act and post like this. Do you do, end up doing that? No, you don't No. You really don't? Do you find that sometimes there's such a gets too much as over-influence? Yeah. I mean, you just
0: gotta be you. You gotta be yourself. You gotta be yourself unapologetically. And it just, to me, it looks corny <laughs> when everyone is just doing the same thing um, just because everyone is doing it. It looks corny. So I, I probably have always naturally kind of wanted to do the opposite of what everyone else was doing. Mm-hmm. So I can't say that. Like, I've, you know, I, I probably at some point like in elementary school wanted to be accepted. I'm like, we all have. Yeah, but you I, do at something. some point, like, I just was like, fuck it. You know, I'm just going to be me. Um So I don't, I don't necessarily feel that pressure at all. I, again, I live so much inside myself that I don't really care exactly how things are taken or what people feel about things because they make me feel a certain way, Mm -hmm. especially like online posting and stuff like that. You know, obviously we want to put out good work. um, But if you're doing your due diligence, in most cases you probably will put out good work and you will have people who will come up to you and say, I love that shoot that you did because... You put out the good work, you know. So, um, so yeah, I don't really feel I don't really feel any pressure because like what is
1: pressure in a sense? You know, like pressure is just something that we make up. External forces, external forces telling you that you should be doing something a certain way. Right. To their to their expectations. Right.
0: But again, if you're not focused on them, then you know, what does it matter? I think like so the week of my exhibit, I definitely was like high strung. But that was more so to meet my own – that was more so to meet my own – That's um,
1: self-pressure. Like I want things to be perfect. Exactly. I, want, I want my message my – Well, not message, perfect. But I want my message to be displayed how I want it to. Exactly. I want it to at least have the chance of coming across exactly. how I wanted to. I don't want to not – let this not like fall flat i don't exactly. want to like not get this across
0: yeah so it's just it's more so just like all right cool I, I, I hope that the technology works the way that it's been working i hope a computer doesn't just shut off and the projection stops that's i fancy. hope yeah. you know that you know it's not so packed that people have to wait outside in the cold because that is the exact thing that i'm not tr- i'm trying to take away the pretentious aspect from
1: art is that why you didn't do it in a gallery or anything like that either?
0: Yeah, so I'm I'm needy, I'm selfish. So it's like I need to control like everything if mm-hmm. I can. Like if I can control everything, then that's a good way to go. And I think the fact that I didn't have it in, in a gallery lends exactly to my story of understanding that there's another way to do whatever you want to do. Like if you've been if you've been calling that gallery, sending them your photos and they just never respond, man oh like do your own thing but it sucks you know like,
1: yeah but that's stupid because why do you need their validation for your work it's almost like the old model of the music industry now you don't need to go through uh an a and r to get put on now you don't need to impress some guy at the record label you can just put on soundcloud put on youtube film yeah. your own music video and put yourself on you can create your own exhibition put yourself on
0: well validation is something that's beaten into us uh the first day of pre-k <laughs> or this a yeah, you, you get know, the honor roll. Yeah, you 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 get you go there, and if you get perfect attendance, you get a, a you know uh, an award, a plaque, uh, like you know. And it's it's so that validation is something that literally we are taught throughout our you know formative years of if you get uh you know if you get on honor roll, you get a the sticker that your parents can put Dude, on the back. Dude, that was car. one
1: of the biggest mental awakenings i ever had in my life was um post-school system i think it's almost like periods of your life like yeah. that that time when i graduated and i'm sitting there in, in my apartment i'm like wait a minute like no one's telling me what to do anymore right like what is this feeling it was right. this weird liberating feeling of not owing anyone anything
0: i think i only made on a like two quarters out of my whole life <laughs> i never made on a man yeah. we dropped out of pg community after like about probably like, maybe like 47 hours. Did you go to college? Uh, I went to PG for like as long as it took for them to take my ID picture. Then I stopped going. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So I have no, I have no college education. I'm not against it. Uh, it just wasn't for me. Um, again, just kinda like, I, I just always kind of like, I just question things at such a, a deeper level that yeah, you I felt like, man, I don't, like, I think when I graduated, I had, like, a 2.4. I think that was, like, my grad uh, from high school, my, my graduating GPA. And I, I didn't feel like I wasn't as smart as the kids who, you know, were in the honors classes. hmm You know, I had, like, a, a, a website
1: and a clothing line in high school. Um, dude, you're you're a natural born hustler, 100. <laughs> percent you're natural. I, that was so not me. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're, you're the hustler to be selling shoes, having clothing line. Like, yeah. It's just instilled in you that hustler yeah. DNA.
0: Yeah. So I guess that's what I found. I kind of found that, and that's what I put my like time into. You so in, like in, like literally instead of doing homework and like studying, I was literally like hanging out with Peter and Brandon, like at their art galleries. It
1: was this is all in the cards for you. It seems like yeah, it was just a cr- matter now. Time. I'm
0: saying it and that we're talking it now. It like literally, it all makes sense. Like, like when like you it, connect yeah, the dots, sure. like it was yeah. just
1: so natural that yeah. you got there. Yeah. And that's cool, man. It's, it's cool that I could catch you at like this moment in your career. You know, um, right. I, I always try to have guests on the show who I think are killing it and who are going to be killing it in the future. And I think that's awesome. And I'm, and I'm grateful that you could, share this time with me man
0: no nah, man i appreciate uh that's
1: really cool i dude of, of course man i mean it after that after seeing you put on that that event i was like all right this guy's doing something like I know who <laughs> he is you. but like yeah. i have to talk to him and even now if they're talking to you i'm like dude like i believe in this guy <laughs> like, 100 like, percent this 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 is this is someone like truly special like dude, like the way you think is insane you make me feel like i need to like embrace more of my art side and, and think about things critically and you analytically do and, what you want so true like, man it,
0: you know like I, I i i again the noise bothers me and i'm not like i'm not interested in in being on a podcast for the sake of saying that i'm i'm important enough to be on a podcast or or interviewed or this it's just not i don't care about any of that i i only care about like the work and and letting people know to focus on the work and demystifying like what creativity what art and all that stuff is because like, every word that we have has a ever-evolving definition. Like, nothing is ever just what it is. There's always an evolving definition mm-hmm. of what things are and what capabilities are. So instead of being the person that waits for someone else to, to like, redefine something, like, why, why don't you do it? Like, why don't you just redefine it yourself? If you have a, a unique vision on something, just go do it, even if no one's done it before. And even if they don't understand it, you should just have, you should have, like, Um, you should, you, you should have a, uh, an appreciation for the fact that you just express that it shouldn't be, you know, Oh, well they don't get it. So I'm not going to do it. Just keep doing it, man. Like, uh, I guess, I guess the last thing that I'll say is that, you know, if we look at the, like the total existence of like existence, total time of existence, better said. In general or just in general. Oh yeah. In general. general, Like, um, I'm a big fan of, uh, of my boy, um, Tyson. Oh, uh, the physicist,
1: uh, O'Neill, Neil Neil deGrasse Tyson. Neil deGrasse Tyson. That's my beautiful girlfriend.
0: Um, and he, you know, he once, he once said that like, you know, everything that we know as existence, whether, you know, I guess you say AD, is like a second in like the universe's clock. So if that's true, then that means there is a, there is a chance that nothing I do really fucking matters at all. So instead of me kind of looking at that from like a negative standpoint, I just look at it as a liberating standpoint. Cause like, fuck it. If it doesn't matter, then I'm just going to do what the hell I want to do. Like, <laughs> and I'm going to live the way that I want to live. Why hold myself I, back, Yeah. It's just like, why it just doesn't, if it doesn't matter because there's a strong chance that it doesn't, then let me just make, and let me design a life that I wanna live and I'm gonna enjoy the time that I'm here and I want to impact people in a way where it's positive and, and that maybe, you know, my outlook can overflow into, the, into their life and the things that I create can, can hold a place in their life of, of happiness. And that's it. You know, like that's why to me it doesn't matter how big or not big I get or how this is received or how that is received because either way the time is gonna pass we're just going to be a second so in the So either way, in 100 years, I'll probably be dead. That's guaranteed. Yeah. I mean,
1: you never know. We might
0: right. end up becoming cyborgs or something. Right. Well, yeah, I'm most likely to be. I, I'd i like to get to 120, but I think after that, like, i
1: will be good. Would you become a cyborg if you had the option? Like, if, if they could, like, pass <sighs> nah, your man. brain chip onto, no. like, a body, no. would you do it?
0: no. Yeah, I think no, I can't. No chips in my head. I was watching the Elon Musk, um, Joe Rogan podcast. I love that. That one was great.
1: Fucking fire! How scary was that though?
0: It was. Eh, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. You know, it's we can't stop it. So it's just gonna happen. But I, I for one, like I'm the extension, like the AI, the extension of 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 that like limitless like knowledge. I'm cool with having it in my hand, but not a chip in my brain.
1: Not the, like the whole bandwidth thing he was talking about. Yeah, I'm good on that. You don't want the chip in your brain that just allows you to look up something on Google no. and to like be plugged in all the time? No, that's too much. My mind is already kind of like
0: always going. So right. if I could, if I didn't have to leave like my bed to access information, like if I could just close my eyes and, and be surfing the web, I would never like.
1: You're essentially in like a virtual world at that point.
0: Sometimes I already feel like I'm in a virtual world.
1: Dude, So that's heavy. Yeah, <laughs> so. It's blunt. I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> well, dude, man, uh, I, I I normally ask guests my like, hey, is or anything they want to say, but you just you just said it, man.
0: Yeah, there's nothing else, man. Just yeah. do what you want to do, man. Just stop yeah. being dramatic. Just do what you want to do. It's gonna be okay. There's you know, just do what you want to do. That's all I.
1: Sweet, man. So if uh, anyone in their car is driving or anyone watching this on YouTube is um, curious about you or your work, where should they go? Um, district-dodger.com, um,
0: at district Dodger on, um, on social. I don't have a Twitter because obviously I'm already long winded. So I don't think anyone really wants to, to, to read my What do you mean? They obscure. extended the characters. Dude, yeah, you're fine. Yeah. Um, so yeah, man, I just, uh, I, I do want to take time to say thanks to, to everyone who came to the exhibit. Um, everyone who helped, uh, there's so many people that I can name, so I won't name, people but you know like we have a personal relationship so you know that i appreciate you but i just want to use this platform to say i appreciate you know everyone that helped and i appreciate you for giving a fuck about anything i have to say so
1: hell yeah man dude you're blowing my mind for the past however long (laughs) that that (laughs) was sweet yeah that's it's the whole reason i do this is just to learn from other people and people i i find interesting right and um yeah dude that was cool that's sweet man i hope everyone looks you up and Gets tapped in. You, you can flex someone on the gram. <laughs> you can flex on them on the gram. I realize I bumbled that, that entire sentence. Jesus. All right, guys. Well, that's it, uh and that's the angle. Peace Thank out. you. All
0: right. That's Thanks, it. bro. It's funny because when I watch podcasts, I always wonder like, how does right after they like end so, it, and now a minute.
1: So literally, right now, have to.